Attention, Beetle people. Hey, this is not a drill. It's not a chisel either. It's ah. it's Mark and Col. Back to body for as long as uh, the shilly lasts in the metre with another podcast. And it's, again, still called Beatles with... Beetle Places with Mark. I never got that wrong. Have Wind it back, wind it back. Okay. The show's called Beetle Places with Mark and Col. How do you do? And uh, we're convenient enough that that's our names. Oh, funny, though. Yeah, yeah that's strange. <laughs> so that, that's what we aim to do. Aye. Yeah, well, funnier than that, um, than that uh, last line, uh, will be the marvellous show that we have for you yeah, tonight. Yeah, no question. It's uh, featuring Beatles with an A. Yes. Because there's an A in Beatles. Yes. Uh, our alphabetical scenic tour of all things Beatle. And all things Liverpool. It's true, you know. It's true. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Man, the woman and children of all shoe sizes <laughs> and everything else. We, we, we could do an, well, there's 26 episodes of this particular idea, oh. as you can guess. But if you did the Chinese alphabet, I'm not sure how many years we'd last out. Start at the end. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do Beatles with an A. This, this time around, it's the letter... B. Correct. It is. It is, yes. So, and by the... Left. <laughs> no. <laughs> and by the... Light of the silvery moon. No, 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 no. No, no. Um, by the power of grace. No. By the... Uh, by, uh, <laughs> by the time I get to Phoenix. No. No. <sighs> it, and by the way... Oh. Ah. A, a splendid time, time is guaranteed for all. It's the Beetle Places podcast with Mark and Col. We haven't planned the show, so nothing can go wrong. Right, funnily enough, I'm going to talk about the letter B. No way. It's the second letter in the alphabet. I believe so. And um, Let's, uh, let's have it relating to Beatles stuff. Eh? OK, well, All Beatles right. begins with a B, because that's a, the B for Beatles. Oh, well, we can't but go wrong tonight, then, can we? sang a song on their first album called Boys, written by Dixon and Farrell, or Farrell, whatever you want yeah. to call it. In their early days in Hamburg and Liverpool, the Beatles, while waiting to go on stage, to their horror, often heard the band prior to them playing much of their songs and their repertoire and everything that they were going to do. Uh, so they deliberately sought out some obscure songs and uh, ones that people hadn't played before. Uh, and Boys was discovered as a slow and sultry B-side of a, a Shirelles 1960 hit, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? Uh, so the Beatles revved it up into a rocker, and uh, in 1997, Paul remembered the lack of a gender change in the lyrics as being done for laughs, because uh, they're singing about boys. Well, it took me a while for it to sink in. Uh, in fact, it didn't matter so much. It was just a, a really good rocking tune. Uh, um, boys is about girls liking boys, it says in the text, or the subtext of the song. And I, I, now I get it, but I yeah. don't care very And much. Ringo yeah. sang it. Ringo sang it. I think and John originally tried to sing it. Yeah, Paul and John scream at uh, Ringo to <laughs> sort of... Um, break the ice for him, and uh, he sort of settled into it and enjoyed himself uh, singing that. So that was Boys from uh, their very first album. 
there's also another Bayonet album oh, as well. Uh, let, let, let me let me hazard a guess here. Go on. Uh, first album. Um, uh, please please me. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. and there they there they were. Uh, uh, B, um, not Arthur Alexander's song, is it? Besame? No, not Besame Mucho. No. Uh, yeah, funnily enough, it's not coming to me. It's uh, it's by uh, uh, David Williams and Bacharach. Baby, it's Bird you. Bacharach. Baby, Baby, it's you. you. Correct. Well done. Uh, it was recorded late in the day when they uh, did that one. Um, bit of not too good. Actually, bit of George's ropey guitar solo. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's written down here, yeah. but. Uh, it was a top ten hit for the Shirelles again. Sha la 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 la. I remember that bit. Uh, and the the um, Bert Bacharach uh, met, uh, wrote part of the song, and the Beatles sort of carried it over with a, a couple of guitar chords, uh, harmonies carrying the tune. Yeah, really, and that was it. It was kind Quite of a, it was kind of a staple song. for the show that he did. I mean, if they did uh, shows in Liverpool, they 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 did sing it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I've seen a Hamburg. Uh, Sort of bootleg, if you want to call it that, these live at the Star Club. I'm not sure if it's on now, but um, you know, you could tell they would have put that in the repertoire just to have a bit of sort of uh, pace and uh, sort of change of the tunes, uh, the mood even, just because they needed a rest, so they sang a slower song. Yeah, because the, the first album was mainly what they did on stage, wasn't it? As that was. Well, a couple of bit extra little bits yeah, through. Yeah, in. I'd agree. Yeah, it was I'd them, agree. Really, yeah, and as, it's still, as it was. All them songs on the first album, I still enjoy a lot. Um, the, the, they liked them, and before they got into like self-composition that much, Hard Day's Night and beyond, um, they 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 picked some really rocking tunes that I really liked. Look, Arthur Alexander, I'm a fan of. Yeah. And it turns out, you know, three, two or three of his are on there. There's chains on there. I quite like that. Yeah. Uh, it just just old fashioned, um, you know. The, the love of Motown's out very obviously on the first album. Yeah. And it's a good, good little album. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and uh, but funnily enough, the second album hasn't got a B track on it at all. Well, There's we no could write to them, but no one will answer our letters. No, probably not. Yeah, no, probably a bit of a letdown there. Good so question. Never yeah, mind. Good, yeah, so there's a B. It's a song, and I've got a B for you, Mark. Go on, man. We're talking about something Mark really likes. Um, we're talking about Beatle People. Ah. Beatle People. And there's a B, but it's a bunch of Beatle People. How, how about that for alliteration? Go on. Bonzo Dog Doodle oh, Band. Oh, wonderful. Well, wonderful, Mark's wonderful. a huge fan. We've, we've seen them. And uh, Neil Innes, sadly, were mainstay of the Bonzos as well as Viv Stanshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly gone, but Mark shook his hand. I keep on saying who Mark has shook his hand. You shake my hand one day. I will, yeah. And yeah. After you've washed it. <laughs> after I've washed it, uh, yeah. Um, but um, there they were. So many of the key British musicians of the 60s came out of art school and one one bunch of them were the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. Correct. And uh, John Lennon was a big fan of theirs and they really uh, sort of, um, got some prominence because they were on the kids' TV show at the time uh, when the Beatles kind of came across them and noticed them and, of course, they must have bumped into them in Abbey Road when they were recording all kinds of albums in the late 60s. Um, as it was... Uh, George Harrison became fairly good friends, in fact, living friends, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with one of the people from the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, a fellow called Legs Larry Smith. And uh, George even wrote a song called, they call him Legs Larry? Uh, yes, yeah, something, like that. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So the thing is, if you've never heard of this band, uh, check them out because they featured on the Magical Mystery Tour a film. 
um, because they sang Death Cab for Cutie, ah. uh, which I, I like, actually. It's a weird song, but it's a weird song. And then the, uh, the group named themselves, uh, the Death Cab for Cutie group named the, themselves. There is a Death Cab for Cutie band, American band. After that song. Um, and I like one of their songs as well, so it goes around and comes around. But uh, the Bonzos um, just ca- carried on to the art school, surrealist stuff. They liked old-fashioned 20s tunes. They just brought anything into their mixture of oddities and odd ways of playing songs. And um, Paul McCartney, as you will probably know, the more I'm talking about it, he helped uh, produce a single for uh, Neil Innes, uh, part of the Bonzos, mostly Neil, um, called I'm the Urban Spaceman. He produced the single. Check it out. It's a good little tune. And he called himself Apollo C. Vermouth. Yeah, famously, yeah. Just just to cover his tracks, I think. But he, he often used false names and things. And um, uh, Harry Nilsson was also a sort of a uh, part of the same clan as uh, Legs Larry Smith. And um, yeah, also inner uh, circle stuff. Yeah, Keith Moon as well. Yeah, they all they they they, they, they all sort of went out together and got he, very drunk in LA. It's, it's just like the Mad Weekend, the Long Weekend. I think with John Lennon famously. But yeah. uh, as people go, and as uh, a bunch of them, the Bonzos were a big old deal. Uh, their tunes are great. They really are still good. Neil Innes, I independently like him because. Uh, um, he, he did the Ruttles, which is a homage to the Beatles anyway, which George got involved in. And he wrote all the tunes for the Ruttles albums, and uh, all of them that are there are great. Sadly, he's gone. Mm. Uh, but we've got those tunes, and uh, the last one I was learning to play the other week was um, uh, My Little Ukulele. Ah. I was learning that one myself on yes, the guitar. I like that one. Yeah, and there's a few rude lines in there about... Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah, you but, think it's going to be something else? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's double yes. entendres, Mrs. It is. There you go. That's a Beatle people, and it's a bunch of them, the Bonzos. And actually, mm. what are we listening to? He said, mid gulp. Aye. This is Beatles with an A, everyone. On. On Beatle places with Mark and Carl. <laughs> and this is the umpteenth uh, podcast we've done. A couple, we have done a few now. We've done a few. We've done a few, yeah. Uh, Good and bad. I've done one for a while because uh, a couple of mistakes and then uh, I wasn't well. <laughs> then it was Christmas. Let's and, be um, fair, I, for, I forgot a few of them as well. So well, uh, that's what happens when you're, uh, you want to be perfect. Or you're an idiot. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> anyway, Mark. It's all part of the... <laughs> Growing old and... <laughs> Being dull. Aye. Uh, so there's Mark over there, looking interesting, fairly studious. What have you got, Mark? I have a book with me called called um, A Hard Day is Right, uh, Stories Behind All the Beatles Songs. And uh, this is another B called uh, Babies in Black. Oh, yeah. Uh, simple song, simple story. Boy loves girl, girl loves another boy. Uh, other boy doesn't love girl, girl is sad. Hang on, Therefore, start again. Where were we? I'm making notes here. Uh, right, but boy, girl, <laughs> girl, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, they wrote this one in 1964 uh, from start to finish, right, all in one go. Wow. Um, sort of facing each other. One did one line, one did the other. Eyeball to eyeball, uh, they used to call it, didn't they? The way they used it was to... given a middle eight by another partner uh, sometimes, or awkward lines were improved and stuff like that. So um, they said it would be daft to sit around waiting for a partner to finish your song off with you, explained Paul at the time. If you happen to be on your own, you might as well get it finished yourself. If I get stuck in the middle eight of a new number, I give up, knowing that when I see John, he'll finish it off for me. Mm. He'll bring a new approach to it and freshen it up, and we sort of do half and half, Lennon and McCartney. Mm. Baby, Babies in Black, a genuine joint effort, 
the first since I want to hold your hand almost a year before and uh, it was the first one to be recorded for the album Beatles for Sale sort of a, a dark bluesy sort of song oh yeah it's got it's a good, a, good beginning a, riff yeah, yeah. Mus- musically it's interesting it's to one you don't to. listen to very often and, no uh, not, not, not that much put it on again a bit more yeah um, so. well you've got, you've just told me you've got the uh, the blue and the red albums for Grimbo oh I, I, I and uh, has it got, got them in it, anything like I, that in it it's, I can't remember to be honest yeah, there's, the loads of rec- there's loads of versions there's on some that. new uh, songs on it compared to the LP version that came out mm. quite a few years ago mm, mm. Uh, but cleaned up and improved other, other mixes and uh, it obviously it's got the new single on it oh yeah yeah we, we well. can talk about that when we get to the ends we will the end. <laughs> in 38 long, years long from now time. <laughs> <laughs> if i'm still here that's interesting yeah babies in black it's a good old tune really good old tune um time for that um, so rolling on with the buzz Here's a, here's a bee that might cause some interest. We're talking about Beatles songs, Beatles places, Beatles people. Here's a Beatles place. Um, a few local ones that me and Mark know fairly well, and that's because we live here. Um, some bees. Bee for Bravo, if you're on the, using the police, uh, police alphabet. Right. So, Bialetti's. Bialetti's. There's a bee. Was mm-hmm. a barber shop. That's another bee with an S at the end. And uh, that featured in the song Penny Lane. So that was the gentleman who ran the shop, Bialetti, um, uh. later to be replaced by the name Tony Slaven. Not quite as uh, jazzy and sexy, but uh, that, that was it. There really was a barber's in Penny Lane uh, called Bialetti's. Uh, when you go up there, it, the, if you look at the song and you look at the place, you realise, yeah, there the, the were uh, banks... Uh, and there was a bank manager, I'm certain of that. There was at least three that I counted, because there was three banks in Penny Lane. And there's a barber's, and there's a cake shop, and there's something else, flower shop. Uh, there's a few things up there, but BLS is the most famous one there, because the, the fact about it was John and Paul both got their hair cut there. Um, George, maybe so, not so sure. Maybe wave a tree way. Mm. Um, but the other odd fact that people may not know is that if uh, if you were a person who was an orphan who lived in Strawberry Field, your hair you got your free haircut from BLSs. You got a free haircut, yeah. um, and <coughs> th- that's what happened because there were mostly uh, boys going to Strawberry Fields orphanage run by the Salvation Army, and for a while it was mixed even. But uh, you know it closed uh, uh, early doors. But uh, strangely enough, if the, if you were there at that time, you would have noticed a Mr. Bialetti, uh, being an Italian gen- gentleman, an Italian gentleman, he was very interested in Italian warfare and military, and uh, he had stuff on the wall that was just like... Um, I'm not sure if it memorabilia. was Memorabilia. Like, com- yeah, if you like, yeah, war no. memorabilia, but it was no. Italian stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure if you had like armour plating and, and not saying you had tanks stapled to the wall, but swords and things, you know? <laughs> Tank. Crazy stuff. Uh, but that was Mr. Bialetti. Um, how about another little bee before Mark kicks off with some something else? Go on, then. What about Blacklers? We've all done oh, it. We've all been, been to Blacklers, haven't we? Yep. Uh, Lovely in, grotto yeah, there. Uh, Blacklers uh, was a very famous, once upon a time famous, Liverpool department store. Um, we remember it as kids because it had a bloody good grotto, really good Christmas grotto. Um, the store was pretty good. It sold a bit of everything like department stores used to do. 
and it was old fashioned just like if anyone catches those shows like are you being served maybe a bit like that mm. um, not quite the, the actors that went in it but it was kind of on that level of t- department store that sold school blazers and uh, nice shirts and uh, um, bit of everything toys and things yeah but um, famously it was famous for its uh, grotto which was a Christmas Father Christmas grotto thing and uh, it's just symbolic that most Liverpool kids remember the grotto most of all. Sadly, Blacklands ain't there no more. I remember wooden banisters and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you, and you don't prob- get any more. Yeah, all plastic rubbish. I, I, as we're aware now, George uh, got an apprenticeship there uh, originally to be a window dresser. Uh, you can't picture that, can you? No. But um, uh, he did get a proper job as an apprentice electrician. So he worked there in Blackler's department store, fixing the lifts and stuff like that. But he was always nicking off and sagging off and going off uh, hamburgers from the local Wimpy, it, it's been said. As well as having a crafty beer in the Yates. You know what the Yates is, don't you, Mark? I do, I do. So Yates was a drinking lodge. A drinking lodge that sold wine. Refined wine. From Australia. Mostly from the Australian Antipodean area. And, um, yeah, I've drunk in, I've drunk in Yates. <laughs> it's a bit rough and ready, but it's all right. It's all right. And it's right across the road from Blacklers. So, famously, there was Blacklers, um, an old place where George worked, and most of the Beatles probably went to his little kids, just like me and Mark. It's Beatles with an A, with Mark and Cole. <clears throat> Over to Mark. Ah, right. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm there. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, okay? It's all about a song called Being for the Benefit of Mr Kite. Oh, I... And I'd like to know the poster that uh, he got the, the words from, from the song, Pablo Funky's Circus, Cir- Pablo Funky's Circus Royal, to be honest. Oh. Um, do you know what year the poster was printed in? Oh. When, it, when was it... <clears throat> Uh, when was the circus done and yeah, I know, where was I know it? You're as covering well? it up with your hands, I can see. <laughs> where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a famous one because there's that picture of John stood next to it going, Look at what I got. Uh, um, now, the story goes John bought that. A um, which town is in England? John is went shopping uh, while the Magical Mystery Tour was being made, and local to where he was, not local where he lives, where, where they were doing location shooting, he found this antique shop. And in the antique shop was that poster and that poster is all about the uh, the fair and Pablo Fanky and a horse and the Hendersons are all right. mentioned on it and the year it is for because you, you know in my house yeah I've got one of them sort of posters from yeah. a, a local <laughs> theater here um so the year the place was Knoll Park near Seven Oaks, anyway. Oh, that's that's where the antique uh, shop oh, was. Well, no, uh, Knoll Park is where they filmed all the uh, paperback writer and all Aye. them sort of. That's famously what they did. There, have I got my uh, stories mixed up? Was it not Magical Mystery Tour? Uh, you do the Probably yeah. not. Probably the no, probably the paperback writer stuff. Maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah, bunch of good videos. That's all they were. Rain and that then. Um, so the year I'm gonna throw a guess at and say 1897. Oh no, you're quite out by. A a bit actually. Quite out by a bit. Quite what out, bit mean? out by an ounce. I'm a bit out by a quiet. You're out by a quiet. <laughs> yes. Uh, 1843, the uh, oh, poster was well. printed. Uh, Pablo Funky's Circus Royal would be presenting the grandest night of the season in Town Meadows, Rochdale. Well, I knew Rochdale, Aye. which is Lancashire near Liverpool. 
And um, so it's funny, that was found down south. That right. antique was found in the south of England. And the poster is from the north, west of England. So it's, it's an oddity like that, but it's a fantastic little bit of memorabilia. Uh, with Mr. J. Henderson. I wonder, I wonder his, how much uh, it would fetch in an in a, uh, auction. Oh, so that, that one he that has. One. I wonder how much oh, it would fetch. At the moment, it's hanging in uh, the bedroom of uh, Sean Lennon at the moment. Oh, is it now, really? That's what it says here. Ah. Yeah. Well, maybe he'd understand that in the context of what it was, but, you know, the Beatles themselves loved all that sort of... Um, old-fashioned theatre stuff because Liverpool itself was, I would say, it had a good number of theatres and places like yeah. theatre shows, variety show theatres like the Pivy and places like the Shakey, the Shakespeare. There's Pablo, picture of Pablo oh, Fanky's... the real uh, man. Come, uh, he died in Stockport. Uh, he was a celebrated Victorian circus owner and uh, Mr Kite was William Kite, the son of a circus proprietor uh, James Kite and an all-round performer. You know, he performed in Kite's Pavilion Circus and was also with Wells Circus as well. So that's a great bit of research. All over the place. That's lovely research. That well done you. And Pablo Fanky, by the way, mm. was a multi-talented performer who became the first black circus proprietor in Britain. And his real name was William Darby, and he was born in Norwich. Ah, that wouldn't that wouldn't help the song, would it? William no. Darby. No, I prefer Pablo. Yeah, Pablo yeah. Fanky. That kind of it's, it's, a lot it's kind of like. Yeah. I think I'll call myself that in future. Yes, Pablo. Yes, thank yes. you. Um, starting now. Starting now. Right, go. So Pablo and Carl are here doing uh, Beatle places <laughs> with Pablo and Carl for another evening doing the letter B because we're doing Beatles with an A, and there's a little bit of interesting trivia from Mark Tarman. Um, let's do in the middle of things Aye. a quiz. Super. Um, I tell you, you ask me I'll, some questions. I'll ask. I'll ask yonder Mark Aye. a question or seven. By the way, you're listening to uh, Beetle Places with Mark and Cole performing here on uh, f- February the eighth. Oh well, if you're going to put a and date, it's freezing on. cold and all. <laughs> Bloody freezing, yeah. Aye. But um, <laughs> it's been a rotten night, uh, rotten day, and uh, we're stuck with it. So here we go. So, so up now. Mention, up. mention places. So let's do a quizzy on. on Beatles song locations. Right. Beatles song locations. Okay. <clears throat> here, here we go. I'll give you five, and then you can uh, have a turn Ooh. with this as well. Oh, this so these good. are from the excellent book. This, this guy is wonderful. He the is. Brain Buster Beatles quiz book. Who's, mm. What's that name? It's kind of smallish uh, writing. Mrs. Uh, oh no. Gertrude, Gertrude Cocklehurst. Uh, Steinway. No, <laughs> it's me. I it's wrote you, this. Colin Gardner. Well, it's it says that it. long ago I did it. I've forgotten yeah. the answers. So it's in that's braille. A, that, that's oh. <laughs> that's good. So I'm going to feel the first question. Right. And it says this: Name the Beatles song where these locations are mentioned. Right. Okay. On, that's then. that's it. That's the premise. Uh-huh. Right. Five five questions. Give us five answers, and oh, we'll right. stagger this. We'll have it in a bit. Stagger. I'm staggered already. You look. You look it. <laughs> looks like you just come off a horse. <laughs> right, so name this beat the song with locations I mentioned. First one, Liverpool. Ah. Right. Second one, Dakota. There's a song with Dakota in it. Is there? Yeah. Number three, a place called Kirkcaldy. Aye. Number four, Beatle Place, Amsterdam. Aye. Number five, Eiffel Tower. Oh. Eiffel Tower. So those locations again... Liverpool, there's a Beatles song mentions that. Dakota, there's a Beatles song that mentions that. Kirkcaldy, there's a Beatles song that mentions that. Amsterdam and the Eiffel Tower. Well, Eiffel Tower. 
I know one definitely. I do, yes. <laughs> one I'm not too sure about, and the other two I haven't got a clue. <laughs> or the three I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Um, That's all part of the fun, isn't it? It you, is, you yes, know, yes. Isn't it? You, know, you don't know till you know. Let me ponder. So, uh, Mark's pondering. Shall so, I, uh, I'll have a think while you're doing... Uh, okay. right, let me do a little featurette. The next featurette. A little featurette. And we're Hard sort of off the, off the Beatle track a bit, but, you know, off we'll see. Off the Beatle we'll track. See. That's very good, isn't it? Well, famously, famously, yes. yes. It's got to be in it anyway, so that's why that's my excuse for talking about the Free as a Bird video. Does everyone remember that when it was released? I, I do. I can't remember the year, 94, 5, 95, I think Ooh, it was. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Blimey. So, um, for the Beatles video, for the promoter of the song Free as a Bird, remember that was the... With a dove in it. We talked about now and then. Aye. Um, you know, the first version of... a. A rekindled Beatles was this mm -hmm. free as a bird. So it was the best uh, recording they had available, which, which with the technology available, they made. Oh, it was a pretty good song. I mean, mm. they could do an AI version of it now and make it. Be, you know, it would be unrecognisable now. Really. <clears throat> so there it was, 1995. They they released free as a bird, and they included a very imaginative um, video that came with it, directed by a guy called Joe Pitka. Pitka, um, and he came up with the idea of, of using Beatle references in, in the song itself mm -hmm. while telling the story and just playing the song. Yep. So um, there are a lot of Beatle iconography in the video. Beatle hints, some are subtle, some mm -hmm. I didn't spot first time around. Yeah, I have to like, keep watching it. To, and, yeah. and unfortunately, like videos, you have to keep watching it. So mm. this was perfect MTV fodder, but uh, MTV's long gone. So um, what you can notice is, uh, what Beatle references am I talking about when I say these? What you notice in the video are the following. The sound of a bird's wings flapping can be heard. Aye. What song's that from? Uh, I well, don't know. I'll tell you, because it's not Go on, Across the Universe. Is this? Mm. Well. So there's a picture of George on the mantelpiece, and next to it is a old brown shoe. Ah, I've never noticed I've never that. noticed that. Oh, oh. I know there's a photograph <clears> there. Well, I don't know if they're interpreting the video or they know this is in the video on purpose. Mm. I'm not that sure. Yeah, I'll but, have to watch it again. Yeah, we, I, I can, you know, then we'll watch it again. Right. Um, the sun comes through the window. Yeah. Here comes the sun. Oh. So you could you could say that. Maybe, true. maybe. maybe may, there's a maybe there, isn't there? Uh, people run and hide their heads. Do they? Yeah, apparently. And the, so the song Rain says that lyric. Uh, so um, I think there's a bunch of kids running down a jigger, an entry. Uh, yeah. And I didn't notice it. One with the pig's head on. One with the pig's head on, newspaper, newspaper taxis and so on. Yep. But um, uh, I kind of don't connect that with Rain. Uh, yeah. The bouncer, which is Paddy Delaney, has a, notice has a noticeable um, flat top. Really, that's that's a little uh, that's, that's, obscure. That's very obscure. You know, flat top being a, <coughs> yeah, like it's a, just a haircut, just isn't a, it? That's a all. buzz haircut. Aye. And so they said that part of come together. I think this little feature is a little, ob uh, little off the mark here. What's a load um, of rubbish? Uh, it will be, but I'll and I'll finish this <laughs> go, load go on, of rubbish. Man. There's a silver hammer next to the bakery when, when they're in Penny Lane. Oh. Silver hammer. I know there's a fireman. Fireman and a nurse, pretty nurse. Yeah. Maxwell Silverhammer, that uh -huh. refers to. See how they run, the kids. They say that's from Lady, that's a reference to Lady Madonna. Uh -huh. There were kids running, like mm. I said, in the in the entry, the jigger. So, uh, again, maybe it's what they think, maybe it's what they know. Mm. Uh, the video has a barrow in the marketplace, like in Obla de Obla da, 
Does it? Mm. There's an Airsuit Poppies and that's, a tray. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and that's Penny Lane. No, no two ways no about that. No problem with that one. Um, there's even a 64th birthday cake. Yes, I seem to remember that. Something's delivered, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Something there. Yeah, I remember the car crash with Tara Brown and all that. Mm. And finally, um, a crowd of people have stood and stared around the car crash, which refers to a day in the life. Aye. Um, all those are in the free as a bird video, I believe. Well, well, well <laughs> let's sit down and watch it now. <laughs> That's what people are doing at the moment. Let's go to... No, pause, no, no, not quite pause yet. This. Yeah, pause this. Pause this. Piece of nonsense. We'll stop for a moment. We'll stop like for that. a moment and we'll put on a jingle. Right. It's Beetle Places podcast with Mark and Col. Radio's answer to Naked Attraction. everyone it's Welcome. mark and it's Carl. it is it's mark and it's Carl. and it's the beetle places podcast with mark and Carl. hey funnily enough and if only we were um and with this week and for a couple of weeks to come we're doing beetles with an a an alphabetical wonder through the beetles wonderfulness Ooh. um and here we are doing letter b for bertie um what do you got mark uh well, uh, nothing at the moment, really. Uh, would you want me to try and think well, of these answers? Uh, you, you dig up some answers and let you me said... recite to the folks a Beatles place, and then we'll do a Beatles song. Right. We'll do a Beatles song. In fact, I, I might mention all the songs that the Beatles have done. Um, do you, well, we, we know these places because we passed them so much anyway. Yeah. Another B, but kind of Mark-related, uh, a place called 92 Broadway Avenue. Ah. 92 Broadway Avenue. Not far from my house. It's not far from where Mark lives. And it's in a place called Wallasey. And um, Wallasey is over the water, as we call it here. When people don't live in Liverpool, they, over the River Mersey is a place called uh, the Whittle. And the Whittle has all these places like Wallasey, Birkenhead. You've heard these things because the Beatles played at gigs in these places. And also they had lots of family over there as well. Uh, and that includes a time when Paul and the McCartney family stayed at 92 Broadway Avenue when Jim, his dad, was working in a local munitions factory called Napiers. I'm not sure where Napiers was. I know, was. I was just going to ask you, do you have any yeah. idea where Napiers was? Yeah, Napiers, no. um, supposedly. But um, a lot of um, Paul's family were living over uh, over this side of water, and that included his Uncle, Al- uh, Uncle Albert, Uncle who we saw a song about. Auntie Jim. And uh, later Mike McCartney, his brother, who lives here permanently. He does. He lives in a place called Heswall. Uh, and uh, sometimes you see him, sometimes you don't. Usually uh, shopping in Tesco's. <laughs> so there you go, a little interesting B, two Broadway. Uh, what's going on? What have you got? Well, um, I've been trying to think of this song that uh, mentions Liverpool. And the only, only one I can think of is uh, Maggie May. It is Maggie May. Ah! But I'll get, give you all the answers in just a tick. So right. you got a quiz for me, kid. Uh, yeah, right, okay. Are you ready for this? I'm kind of ready, you know me. Uh, right, eyes down, look in. Uh, <laughs> are you ready? Right. Okay, as ever, as I can be, as much as I can be. Okay. What you got? Beetle lives, sort of, when they were born, where, where they were mm. born, how old, how, how old they were when they were born, and things like that. <laughs> <coughs> right. Um, where was John born? Okay. Mm. Where was George born? Mm. All right. 
Where is Stu Sutcliffe buried? Mm. And where is Brian Epstein buried? Mm. So, all right, where was John born? <laughs> where was George born? Where was Stu Sutcliffe buried? And where is Brian Epstein buried? Okay. All right. Yeah. Four questions there. <laughs> so um, I can hear people thinking, oh, 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 I don't know, I don't know. I might go on that well-known search engine of the ours. But that's best not. If you're a Beatle uh, lover and Beatle expert, think it through. Just think it through. Do you know the answer? Possibly yes. I, I would say a, a good idea would be it's somewhere in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to start. I often go there when, I'm, <coughs> when I've got my doubts. Mm, mm. <laughs> so, Mark, right. our answers will come up any minute now once we've done a little bit of a featurette. Right. Um, can I do this one for you? If you must. B is the letter. Beatles is the band. Aye. Band starts with a B, but this is about websites with the Beatles in them. Ah. Um, now, if anyone has explored the internet, it's a very interesting phenomenon. I suggest you go there once in a while. Um, but um, lots to do on it, but it does include a heck of a lot of Beatle websites. Um, and a little book I've got, which is uh, The Rough Guide to the Beatles, fantastic book, um, will point out the best ones to go and look up. I'll just mention a couple of them. Aye. And, um, of course, the official Beatles website, pretty much a go-to website. Yeah, Beatles.com, isn't it? Yeah, for all the latest news and, and releases and things they're up to. And they've got a little shop on there as well, little shop bloody massive yeah. but um you know it will talk about what's out there what's up and coming what's happening individually you can tell that there's still a phenomenal amount of stuff that they can release and redo and remix and deliver mm. and uh, that's what makes it kind of exciting but um you can understand a spin-off from that would be individual solo websites for paul and john and ringo and and dave yep. the other guy and um bert. Uh, and then bert b um, so they're all out there too. So the other ones I like here are uh, things to do with, um, here's one, beatlesmoney.com. Good searchable site that extracts quotations from a range of printed sources covering the financial matters of the publishing firms, Lenmac, which is the American publishing bit, Northern mm -hmm. Songs, Apple, etc. It ranges from all the legal affidavits to facsimiles of all the NEMS contracts and to photocopies of cleaning bills even. Oh. There's much of interest here. I think that's an odd thing. I've to, never looked at that. That's before, an odd really. thing to kind of pick up and mm. I think I'll specialise in that, you know, as a wow. Dig into that. Yeah. So um, this little book is pretty good on uh, bunches of things. And I like, I like this particular one, Unheard Beatles. Unheard Beatles. Unheard Beatles. Now, uh, we've got their catalogue, their canon of hits, no, well known and well, well available. Uh, Great. They, do, they did 200, not 200 odd songs of their own. Most of their stuff's been recorded, but some of it never reached record. Uh, it was all done in their club days and when they played as a wee little wee band, just four little lads. And here's a couple of tunes um, which they never got round to recording. Maybe there's private recordings of them when they were Moondogs, Quarrymen, Aye. early Beatles, but we'll never know that. It'll depend on them. Here's a couple of songs. Uh, one song they sang was How High the Moon. That's an old Les Paul, the, the uh, American guitarist guy with his wife Mary Ford. Beautiful Dreamer by Slim Whitman. Whoa. Slim Whitman. Love Me Tender, they used to sing. But we've never really heard that many Elvis songs on Beatles. No. So, are there any? I think there might be something on maybe on BBC recording sessions. Yeah, you, you could say that's repertoire just 
on record, really. That's, yeah. their, that's their playlist, really. That's what they would do. Uh, Buddy Holly, not too many. Uh, Maybe Baby never got uh, recorded. Yeah. Good golly, Miss Molly, they sang a lot. Yeah. Uh, now, my uh, old workmate, um, May, she used to go and see them uh, at the cavern a lot. And she said she'd always shout them and ask them to sing, like, Shaking All Over. Uh, ah. that, you think that's one other band stuff. Yeah. But no, they used to play Shaking All Over, depending what the people wanted. Um, they were very good at things like that. Um, they used to play instrumentals like the Harry Lime theme. The Harry Lime theme. Ah. Ding, da, ding, ding, da, ding, da, ding. That's the one, yeah. That one, <laughs> uh, except in tune. In tune, and, and uh, yeah. uh And then the one I like, which it, basically I like because I can play it, the Dark Town Strutter's Ball, which is the old, I think it was a Fats Domino, Joe Brown. Joe that, Brown. Not too sure, not too sure. Um, pretty sure, yeah. Joe, Joe Brown and the Brothers with a V. They sang it, and George copied it. So that's another one that was never, ever recorded. And uh, probably an artist one of all. And to finish with, Little Eva's song, The Locomotion. Yeah. Locomotion. Uh, 1960s. So quite you know, late on, before they were just on the verge of being famous, they are the songs they were singing in the clubs. Um, Beatles Unheard. It's available, folks. It's in the rough guise of the Beatles, which I'd recommend to you. It's the Beatle Places podcast with Mark and Carl. It's all about the Fab Four by the Terrific Two. Right. I'm doing a thing. Uh, what happened on this day? <coughs> Pardon me. Um, today is Thursday, is it not? I've noticed it. And is, it's the yeah. 8th of February. I've noticed that too, yeah. Uh, so going back to 1968, it was exactly the same Thursday, the no. 8th of you February. You mean it was a Thursday? Oh, right, the same day, the same date. Yes, yeah, Thursday, wow. the 8th of February. Yeah, there it is in print, so it must be true. It must be true. Uh, and yeah. they, in the studio, they were overdubbing and uh, finalising the song called The Inner Light. That's, um, George song. Yep, and also uh, completing John Lennon's Across the Universe. And John was sort of unsure what the song needed in the way of instruments. George Martin played an organ, and John himself contributed a Mellotron piece. But uh, both pieces were wiped off the tape and replaced by a tone pedal guitar played by John, maracas by George, and a piano by Paul. And there was backwards bass guitar and a drum track, recorded at the end of the 4th of February session. That was wiped as well and uh, replaced by some lovely harmonised backing vocals by John Paul and George. Um, and Jeff Emmerich, the uh, engineer, mm. said uh, Across the Universe was a superb performance from John. Uh, he put so much feeling into the song his vocal was incredible. But uh, John sort of wasn't too happy with it and uh, thought, uh, leave it on the shelf, leave Across the Universe on the shelf, do the inner light instead. Uh, and that was uh, George Harrison's first B-side on a single. Oh right, uh, so with the uh, inner light. I, th- I know, I know yeah. something was out there as one of the uh, the last single, the second to last single by the band. Yeah, so um, so that's a surprise. It's yeah. as late as that. That's really? the inner light. Yeah. Uh, so across the universe wasn't used as a single. It was set aside for use on a charity album. It was uh, for the World Wildlife Fund. Yeah. Uh, conceived by comedian Spike Milligan in December 1967. But the LP, No One's Gonna Change Our World, the title based on the lyric of Across the Universe, 
wasn't released until December 1969. And then it was uh, adorned with some sound effects and uh, doing a, a stereo remix at Abbey Road in 1969, on 2nd of October 1969. In the end, it all uh, mixed around, fiddled around with, and a mono mix uh, was reissued, uh, and the World Wildlife album was issued only in stereo. I so, see, right. So, so it was a, it was a, a bit a, of a mix. A, another mix, sorts. mix, yeah. yeah. Um, it's surprising. I know that that's a rare one that's out there. It is definitely... Uh, it was odd that the Beatles released what they did and let that go, but there you go. Maybe John didn't put much uh, weight on it. He didn't consider it too much. No, his, he uh, thought it was a bit... Um, mm, bit thin. bit thin, yeah. He was very rarely content with his own work. Even others were quite happy with it, lavishing heaps of praise and stuff like that. But he said, no, nah, I don't, I don't like it very much. He didn't so. talk like that. Well, Unless <laughs> he had best. a cold. I'm doing my best. Uh, so do. that was Thursday... The 8th of February, which, funnily enough, is today, uh, and back in 1968. Oh, I bet it was as dark as it is out there then. Probably raining and snowing raining like it is here. All, all this horribleness we've Freezing got Freezing cold. Anyway, yeah. back, so, to, back to the sunshine. Well, back to the sunshine. And the sunshine being it's Beatle Places with Mark and Cole. And guess what, Mark? It's time for... A, a jingle. A cup of tea. Oh, well, OK. And a biscuit. And a, or, or ice. Turn the jingle on. <laughs> it's... Beetle Places podcast with Mark and Carl. A sure cure for insomnia. Hi everyone, welcome back. Hey. Mark and Carl doing our best as usual. With Beatles with an A show. This time it's Beatles with a B. <laughs> and we're doing the letter B, which I believe is the second letter of the official alphabet that we use. And uh, we're doing things B and things Beatle. And here we are. Right. So how about we, wanna... we get the questions done? Go on then. You ask me those um, questions. I pose I... some questions about places. I haven't peeked. Oh, peaked I'm, gl- I'm or, glad. Or, or, I'm glad. Whatever. So I gave Mark a quiz. Mark gave me a quiz. It's all from a marvellous tome called Brain Buster Beatles Quiz Book, written by uh, tr- you. Truly written yours. By you. Truly yours. Yours truly. That's You've it. even signed it to yourself. Did I? Lots yeah. of love. Yeah, to that, Colin. That's love me, Colin. all right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there's, a pic- there's a picture of me lean- leaning against a, a, lamp a lamppost. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that anyway. a ukulele in your hand? Yeah, it is. I hope so. Uh, before the police came, anyway. Um... Beatles song locations was the right. questions. Five of them for Mark to pose over. So we said, what songs uh, which featured these locations are in the Beatles songs? Um, Liverpool. And I think I guessed rightly with Maggie May. Uh, That's the only one I could think of, and it was right. You're not, you're you not, you're not that wrong. You're not that wrong. Yeah. Right. Uh, and what about the word, uh, the place name, Dakota? Dakota. That's one I can't think of. Um, You'll sing the song in a sec. I don't know. I give up on that one. Rocky Raccoon. Oh, Black of Hills of Dakota. Back in the Black Hills of Dakota, there mm. lives a young boy. Now the one you, the one you'll try and kick yourself with, me, and with your dodgy hip, I'm, I'll be, I'd like to film that. Right. Um, the uh, Kirkcaldy. Kirkcaldy. Let me spell it for the folks. K I R K, as um, in Captain Kirk. Caldy. C A L D Y. Yeah. Kirkcaldy. It's off the Let It Be album, is it? 
Nope. No, it's off the White Album. Ah. Oh, it's up. It's yes. Um, uh, let let's let's ease the pain. Cry, baby, cry. Ah, no, didn't the Duchess get that one. of Kirkcaldy. That was yeah. it. No, so that's the song. Yeah. Kirkcaldy, John song. Um, Amsterdam. Oh, that's John and Yoko. Was the ballad, oh, the ballad of, of John and Yoko? The ballad of Johnny Yoko. John and Yoko. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but strangely, I got a feeling when I wrote the next answer, the question, you can imagine it's in this song as well, isn't it? The ballad of John and Yoko. Isn't it? Where does the where the, the place name, the Eiffel Tower, get a mention? What song? Eiffel Tower. Eiffel uh, Tower. Eiffel Tower. Uh, I can, I, can I just say, that it gets sung quite quick, so maybe you miss it. Get uh, sung quite quick. Get Sung quite quick. That's not a clue, hint. It's a hint of a clue. A hint of a clue. Mm. Uh, I can't I can't picture it being sung, to be honest. It's defo in there. Oh, defo. I know now. Oh, that's, 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 that's good enough for me. It's come back to me now. Uh, glass onion. Aye. It's in, it's in glass onion. Well, I'm wrong now. <laughs> <coughs> well... I'll let you off. I'll let you off. You did a pretty good show there. Um, you got almost some of them right. Ah. Well done. What's mentioned in uh, I'm the Walrus then? Was um, something as. Yeah, sitting on the Eiffel oh. Tower and. Um, Yellow matter Custard. Uh, yeah, do you know what? We'll, the Eiffel yeah, Tower. I can, gra- I can grab the lyrics if you'll bear with me, but I'm not going to waste our time on that. No, no. There no. you go. Some no. answers to some places that the Beatles sang songs about. Right. I was going to ask you um, uh, when people were born as well. Mm. Ever come find the answer? Okay. There we go. You're very welcome. I'd like to know, and don't say Liverpool, (laughs) where was John born? Uh, John was born uh, October 1940 in Oxford Street Maternity Hospital. Correct. uh, Which is Liverpool, I hate to say. And I even know the sisters who were on the shift Ah. when he was born. Because I found it, I found the info in Ah. the library. Did you know? Yeah. Went to the uh, employment records. Uh, There was just a weird record in the library that maybe it should have been a sensitive record, data protection, something. Ah. And it wasn't. I thought, oh, oh, hang on. I've struck lucky here. Let me look up the 9th of October, John's birthday. And he was born on on the second floor of the the Aussie, which is now a student accommodation at the university. And uh, three or four names came up there. I even got the ward sister and there's a lady called Dalrymple. I remember there was a lady called Dalrymple. A lot of Irish ladies get mentioned because typically my mother was Irish and she was a maternity nurse as well. So I often wonder, did my mum have anything to do with it? But she would have been a kid. She would have been a kid. Okay, so yeah, got that. So that was John was born in uh, in, uh, Oxford Street Maternity. Great, yeah. Uh, I would also like to know, where mm. was George born? I felt like a police interrogation here right. for a second. Come on, I'll turn, I'll <laughs> shine the light yeah, in your eyes. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you anything. I'll smoke in and you haven't got one. <laughs> where was George Harrison born, uh, he, was born he was born at home, uh, if he I was? remember right, and that was yep. in uh, Arnold Grove. No, what number? Ooh, ooh, 12? Correct. 12, yeah. Arnold Grove. 12. 12, Arnold Wave Grove. Yeah. Wave tree. right. <laughs> I'd also like to know, where is Stu Sutcliffe buried? Well, Stu, yeah, uh, famously, Stu Sutcliffe uh, died in Hamburg 
and his body was taken back to Liverpool and buried in Heighton Heighton. Parish Church. Spelt H-U-Y-T-O-N. That's that's right, I even wrote it like that. On my sat-nav it says Heighton. Does it? Turn left to Heighton. (laughs) And I keep telling her, no, you're wrong. No, no, She doesn't pay any attention. No, love, no, love, it's not that. Uh, I'd also like to know, where is Brian Epstein buried? Oh, famously, uh, a place called uh, it's the Jewish Cemetery. Because he was Jewish. In, in the Long Lane uh, Aintree. Long Lane Aintree. Correct. So I've been there. It's a very quiet little place. You'd mm. hardly notice it. Next door to a huge, big Christian cemetery. Yep, yep. They're right next door to little, each other. You've got to climb a little wall because yeah. normally the gates are closed. And people have obviously been this way, the way I went. Yeah. And uh, if, you, if you pay homage to him, uh, his whole family are there now. Clive and his mum and his dad. And if you pay homage, you leave a little stone <coughs> stone on the marble ah, uh, right. headrest. Oh, it is. Headstone. Yeah, headstone. Mm. So it's a, it's a nice little sombre little place, but it's nice. Yeah. Any other any others there? Have we answered them all? Uh, that was it. Just those four questions. <laughs> I can see it's taken that out of you. <laughs> I think it's time for a break and a jingle. I think you're right. The Beetle Places podcast with Mark and Carl. Find us under B for Beatles or P for Podcast or A for any old rubbish. Well, that was good. Did you think so? That was nice little oh, jingle. I'm that's... glad you enjoyed that. I, I made a lot of effort into that. You did, I can tell, yes. Yeah, yeah. from here anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, welcome folks. Here we are, Beetle Places with Mark and Cole, our, our wonderful selves once again, back on the airwaves, doing our little podcast for a bit of a laugh, uh, enjoying the Beatles in Liverpool and things about Beatles in Liverpool. Yeah, and you can put this on while you're having a cup of tea and a biscuit, mm, yeah. just have a walking about. Yeah. Don't uh, put your mixer on, too noisy. No, or the Hoover. Yeah, yeah or the <laughs> Or your vacuum cleaner. There are uh, other, any other... kind of industrial machinery, just turn it all off for a bit. Yeah. So stop that sawing. And uh, put down that power drill. So here we are doing Beatles stuff. So if uh, if you're accommodating enough, let me look over the bees because we've talked about Beatle places and right. Beatle people. And I'll do the repertoire of what is a Beatles bee song. Ah. So there's a few. And tell me if I've missed any out, Mark. I'll Mark, have a thing. Excuse me. Bless you. Um, it's the pop. It's the pop, I promise you. Yeah. Um, Beatles songs with a bee. Let's see how many do you know. Right. Uh, baby, it's you. Baby, it's you. Right. Uh, babies in black. Mm. Baby, you're a rich man. A lot of babies. A lot of in babies. This. Yeah, it's like practically need the maternity ward here. Then there's back in the USSR. A one you probably won't remember as a B. Bad boy. Oh, aye. Not a famously known one. Yeah, bad boy chucked away there. Because lovely song. I love because. Be, be, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Nah, people forget about that one. Do, do you reckon? Uh, all you think is benefit of, <coughs> benefit of Mr. Kite, but yeah, that's a B it's, anyway. It's a B it? bit. That's mm. the B bit. Um, um, an old Beatles hit, uh, Besame Mucho. First song they ever recorded for EMI. Besame Mucho. They didn't release it as a song, sing, single thing, but it was the first the, the, the first session they went to EMI with. That was the first one they did. I'm not sure if that was the best one to start with. No, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's an old romantic song. Just my personal song. view. It's a bit of a, a bit of a downer. Really. Yeah. Um, um, <coughs> one that's quite relative. Mark's got one very soon. Bertie. I have. Um, Bertie. I'm going to talk about the song Bertie in just a tick. Um, the lovely song Blackbird. Blackbird. 
not singing blackboard, in the dead of night. Not blackboard, which is all about school and chalk and stuff like that. Um, uh, Blackbeard, which was a song on the uh, racial disharmony that was going on in America. Uh, ah. I understand race riots and so on. Sixties. Um, George's song Blue Jay Way. That was a B song. Yeah. Uh, Blue Suede Shoes, they couldn't avoid that one. They're, that's on all kinds of things. Uh, tucked away on the BBC uh, album, Live at the BBC. It's also um, <coughs> part of the uh, Let It Be bit, because they just sort of used to warm up singing songs like that. And uh, the one Mark mentioned early on in the show, Boys, mm -hmm. Ringo song, about which is about boys, not girls. And funnily enough, I've heard a version of Boys with the word replaced by girls, oh. sung by girls. Oh, well. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, but I, I just didn't expect it, that's all. Yeah. Um, Ballad of John and Yoko is the last B song to mention. So they're the songs. Yeah. Baby, um, you're a rich man uh, as well. Have I not mentioned that? I don't know. Yeah, it's in the baby. Oh, there you go. In the yes. baby's so you said it at the beginning. Yeah. That was so, hours yeah, ago. It's all right. I know you lose attention easily. It's one of them things with age. Did you know that Baby, you're a rich man is uh, two songs that were joined together as well? Uh, to create Baby You're a Rich no, Man. No, I didn't know this. Uh, Tell it me opens more. with John's section, originally titled One of the Beautiful People, mm -hmm. which he sings, mm -hmm. and then moves up a gear for Paul's Rich Man Chorus. So it's uh, ah. Baby You're a Rich Man. So it's a bit of a mixture. Uh, the Beautiful People was a term applied to the hip in crowd. So, hey, beautiful people with their long hair and free love and dope and uh, alternative to straight society. Uh, so... It was all yeah. at the back of my mind, Paul said. Somewhere there's now. something which tells me that everything is beautiful. Um, instead of opposing things like, oh, I don't like that television show, or no, I don't like the theatre, I know that it's all great and everything's great, and there's no bad I've ever can think of it all <laughs> as great. So I think he was a bit high. No, I was going to say, what was he smoking? Yeah. Um, uh, but the answer is, he was a, he was a beetle for for goodness sake. You know, everything would have been blooming great for him. So, uh, good luck to the fella. Oh, I hope he does well. He's got he's got he's got potential. Um, good one, that Mark. So oh. um, another B song was that birthday song. Mark's got his birthday yeah, just up and coming. Uh, Hours I, away. I, no? I do wish him very well. Um, it, was a, it was a Paul song when it was composed. Um, didn't take long to do. I think it was all done on the one day on the 10th of September 1968 in good old Abbey Road Studio 2. Uh, it was a song celebrating anyone's birthday um, uh, Paul wanted to do. Uh, and so he said, let's do one. Just do a birthday song because there's only one song out there. And uh, so that's what they knocked together. Uh, not much else to say, really, except they just knocked it off really quick, making up the words as they went along. And it looks like they appeared to be making up as they went along, but they were enjoying it. Mm. So that that's all right then, but for them anyway. Uh, not much fun for us, though, because listening to it today, it, it can uh, it's not as catchy as some can be. Uh, but Bertie is a song, nonetheless, and I wish Mark a happy Bertie when it comes. Right. Thank you very much. Ah. Thank you very much. Ah. Aye. Ah, the man deserves something, doesn't he? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> so here we are with letter B. Any more B's about before we do any wrapping up of things? Uh, not really. I can tell you a bit about Blackbird. Oh, yeah, that'd be lovely. Top um, it off, yeah. One story is that uh, Paul woke up early one morning in Rishikesh in, when he was in India to hear a blackbird singing. He picked up his guitar uh, and tried to... Just tried to uh, transcribe the bird's song and came up with the music. Oh. Sort of a, he played the bird singing on his guitar. 
something like that. <laughs> what was that? I, I, I think that was my knees. Ah, right, yeah. Another suggests that he was inspired by news reports of race riots in America mm. and translated the plight of opposed racial minorities uh, beginning to flex their muscles into the image of a bird with broken wings struggling to fly. Paul's mother, stepmother, Angie McCartney, says that it was written for her mother, Edie Stopforth, and that she has a copy of a studio take where Paul says, this one's for Edie, before recording it. My mother was staying with Jim and I after a long illness, she says. During that time, Paul visited us, visited us and spent some time sitting on my mum's bed. She told him that she'd often listen to a bird singing at night. Paul eventually took a little tape recorder up to her room and recorded the sound of this bird. Paul has said that the song was inspired not by a blackbird singing, but by his memory of Bach's Bori in E minor from the lute suite BWV 996 that uh, he had learned as a teenager from a guitar man. Oh, I, yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, I've heard this. Him and George so, learned it, yeah. God knows where it, where it, uh, what the inspiration is. A bit of well, each, yeah, well... Um, Everybody's... Uh, Joined well, in yeah, a bit of it. Edie Stopforth is a relative of my workmate, uh, Neil. Um, he's, a, he's a Stopforth <coughs> as well. So, uh, funnily enough, isn't that strange? Uh. And, um, yeah, the, 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 what he was doing is he was staying in his house in Heswell. And uh, he came up with quite a few tunes in Heswell. Aye. Um, uh, Golden Slumbers. And, uh, was it? Yeah, yeah, there's a few others a bit later. It's Abbey Roadish that he, he put together and he, he wrote there on pianos and stuff. So I'm impressed by that, yeah. Oh. And that tune, I've, I've heard it played. I can't remember how I've heard it played. I think George might have had a go at it. But it was kind of like when you learn guitar, there are little pieces you learn, which are hard to do, but if you learn it mm. with your mates, you kind of, you, you get it eventually. So, so I'll have to have a, I'll have to have a listen to Bach's Bore in E minor from the Lute Suite BWV 996. I'll go out and buy it in a minute. Uh, funnily enough, I've yeah. got it in my bag. Your loot? Yes. Oh, right. That'll do. And that record as well. <laughs> uh, I'll play it later. Oh, well, late, later will be another time. That's a good excuse to get out of that situation. Well, we are, we are getting out. In. We're getting out of our situation now because we hope we've uh, entertained you for a wee while, passed some time, in the company of our good selves, me and Mark, and uh, we did Beatle Places with Mark and Cole, our regular Beatle fun, fun night out, uh, where we talk about all things Beatles. Guess what we're going to do next time? Uh, I've no idea. Tell the me. The letter K. C, C, actually. Yeah. Letter C. It was a big build-up. I'm, I'm being, going back to my yeah. primary school days. Letter K. <laughs> was, it, was it? K for cat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, not, not qualified. Um, no, that's a Q. Is it? Oh, now you tell me. Uh, so, well, so, thanks for listening tonight. It's been lovely. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a while and we've enjoyed coming back. And thanks for your attention and time. You can now go and do something worthwhile. Yeah, you put that machinery on now. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, you get yeah. the drill out and you, uh, you, you're going to uh, you're gonna uh, get your JCB in the garden. Yeah. A bit later, no, but, you know. This room could do with a bit of a decorator as well. Should we get the paint out now? Okay. I brought my wallpaper with okay. me. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, booking a pace. That's I've got right. the pace. Yeah, I've brought the pace with me here. I didn't uh, realise you brought all this in. Well, I yeah. wasn't looking. Well, there we go. You do the, that wall over there. Yeah. I'll do it. All right. La, la, la. <laughs> See you soon. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Beetle Places podcast with Mark and Col. We hope to see you again real soon and don't forget to visit the gift shop on the way out.